Hi everybody, it is Rebecca Vexler here, the founder of Soul Cups, and we are well on our way into the month of Plastic Free July. Hello everybody, it is Rebecca Vexler here, the founder of Soul Cups, and we are officially live for episode four of our sustainable speaker series for our Plastic Free July campaign. Today's interview is with the incredible Julia from ESG Marks. And if you don't know what ESG Marks is, it's a wonderful company and organization that basically deals with accreditation, certification, and community building around sustainability and ethics. So I love this topic. It's so important to me because it's something I talk about all the time, which is authenticity and transparency in manufacturing. So as the organization, as the brand, it's our responsibility to make sure that we're doing the right thing. And companies like ESG Marks give us that support and that assurance that we basically are. And if we're not, then they give us the guidance and the tools to work towards those goals. So I'm such a big fan. I'm, I've loved being part of that community. And I'm so excited that we get to have Julia Grant, who's part of the ESG Marks team, based in the UK on today's interview. So we're just gonna wait for her to pop on and then we can get cracking. So I'm super, super excited about this one. Let me invite her in. Here we go. Send. She should pop on any second now. Yay. Good morning. <laughs> Hello. Well, it's evening here, but good morning to you. <laughs> to you i hope you had a nice day it, it is happy friday it's it's rainy over here but we're super super um pumped for this conversation how how are you good yeah it's um it's a bit overcast here but that's pretty standard for english summertime um True. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been so looking forward to this conversation since we spoke the other day um yeah just like looking forward to diving in really and that's literally what we're gonna do i my first question is to all of these people in the world that have never heard of ESG Marks or why you're so important, can you give us just the basic clean explanation of what you guys do and what your role is, of course, and why it's so important? And then we'll get sort of deep dive into, into all the other details. Yeah, sure. So ESG Mark um, was founded by my colleagues Porter and Justin, um, and basically they realised that there is an absolute plethora of accreditation processes, of certifications, of standards, of matrices, all across sustainability, across environmental policy, across social policy. I mean, it's just an absolute minefield. And if you are a small to medium-sized business, I think particularly, it's really difficult to navigate all of these different sort of processes that you go through. Yeah, what means what, why is it important, et cetera, et cetera. And they really just wanted to simplify the whole process, break it down, make it manageable, make it understandable, so that people could say, great, I'm going through the ESG mark um, certification process. This is exactly what it means. I can get my head around it. I understand why it's important. Um, so they came to it really very much from that point of view. And also, we are really about community building. You can't make any kind of change in this sort of world that we're living in, which is very much about sustainability, um, positive impact businesses, how do you treat your clients, your customers, the world, the earth. You know, there's a huge amount in there. Um, 
you know, we can't do it all by ourselves. So how do we create a really engaged, enthusiastic, educated community which can sort of drive this agenda forward and make people feel like they're supported and they're part of something rather than mm. kind of just being, you're a member of something, you've got the stamp, and that's it. You know, we want it to be so much more than that. So I think that's, well, that's why we think we're important because we're actually trying to create something really positive and good and education-based and community-based. I think that's so special in itself because at the end of the day, there's often a breakdown in communication between what you do and the end consumer. Like it's one thing to have accreditation and a tick on your packaging or, you know, any kind of certification. But if, for example, me as the brand owner doesn't understand, but we pay for a service, how can I communicate that to my audience? So, or to my consumers. And if the consumers don't fully grasp or understand what this accreditation means, why should they care? <laughs> What's going to set it apart from anything else? And I think that's been such a point of difference with ESG Marks is that you actually go to such an effort to really connect to brand owners. I mean, that's why we're talking right now because you reached out to us and said, hey, you're part of this thing. Let me be there for you. And that's so special. So um, give us a little bit, let's actually talk about it. Let's actually get to the nitty gritty of what you guys do in terms of your certification and your accreditation. What does it mean? What are you guys ticking off? Like what details do you go to? And then what do you do if they don't meet the standards? <laughs> How are you there for the brand to actually get them to reach their goals? Yeah. Well, do you know what? You've actually hit the nail on the head there because what we really strive to do is it's not just a tick box exercise. It's very much, and you know, it sounds a bit cheesy, but like we're all on this journey together. Nobody's perfect. You don't wake up in the morning, you're like, oh gosh, suddenly I've turned into Greta Thunberg. <laughs> it's a process and it takes time. Um, so I think that's like, it's a critical part of what we do. We're always sort of striving to help our members be that little bit better to sort of make more, more positive change, but on an incremental level. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, so the process is quite rigorous, actually. Um, we have a really thorough We would know. <laughs> you would know exactly about it. Um, there's a lot of questions on there, but they're all questions for a reason. They're not just, you know, they're not empty tick box exercises. Um, every question on there has to be sort of quantified. It has to be backed up because otherwise, you know, you fall into basically what's greenwashing. And I think these days, particularly consumers now, they're so much more au fait with what certain brands do around making a really big bold statement that actually doesn't mean anything at all. So um, Portia and Justin put together this extremely thorough questionnaire, which is designed to go through every aspect of a company's ESG sort of um, creds. So it's yeah. environmental, it's social, it's government governance. What are you doing in terms of your environmental impact? Sort of where are you now? How are you mitigating it? What policies have you got in place? Um, similar for social, which is you know very much about the human aspect. Um, because instead of an aside, and this is slightly in brackets, we find that a lot of people go a really long way down the environmental channel. You know, they recycle, they reduce, they reuse, they use all of these amazing sort of clever new materials, and they forget about the staff that they work with. They forget about the human beings in front of them. So we yeah. have like a much more like holistic approach around, okay, that's brilliant what you're doing to the elephants, but... ESG very much starts with your company, with the people in front of you. So let's make sure that we yes. are 
integrating them into the process. Um, and then sort of the G at the end is obviously the governance, which kind of, that's the umbrella for the E and the S. If you don't have the right policies in place, nothing else is going to happen. Um, so there is that really thorough form, which it takes time. It's not designed to be daunting, but we just have to make sure from our own point of view that we are doing the research on your behalf so that when we give the ESG mark, we can say hand on heart, they have gone through this process wholeheartedly. They actually, like, they walk the talk and they talk the walk and vice versa. Um, so that's that section. Um, Portia and Justin are super duper hands on in this respect. They, you know, they take people through it. They, it's a very bespoke service. It's not as if you just go to some sort of really sterile portal, tick some boxes and upload some documents. You know, there's conversations, there's discussions, there's pointers, there's kind of helpful meetings, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so if at the end of the day, a company sort of gets to the right standard, then they're um, awarded the ESG mark. And from that point, you're a member of the community, you get access to our portal, all of our sort of educational materials, um, the support that we can give kind of one-on-one, -on -one, and we all do slightly different things. And then, I love that you asked the question, if you don't sort of meet the criteria, um, it's not as if you're banished to the wilderness forever. We really <laughs> want to make sure that... <laughs> That's it. You're like, you're annexed, get out. Get out. <laughs> That's <laughs> done. Um, like, how can we help you? Yeah. What areas are you perhaps lacking a little bit in? Is it a question of policy? Is it a question of education? You literally had no idea that this was a thing. Um, is it a question of, you know, your business practices? Do you really need to tweak something quite important here? So, you know, it's an ongoing conversation because at the end of the day, we want to be helpful. We want more people to join ESG Mark. It's not supposed to be exclusive. We want it to be as inclusive as, as possible, but that inclusivity has to sort of attain a certain standard beforehand. Exactly. I mean, and what what inspires me and what excites me about what you do is so aside from soul cups i also do coaching business coaching and mentoring and a lot of the brands that i work with a lot of the founders that i work with they want to do the right thing they want to be sustainable but how on earth do they know how to start like if you don't have the background knowledge of manufacturing and negotiating with producers and factories and looking for the right things and how on earth can you make the best decisions so having that partnership with esg marks i think is a great gateway to that educational process and it's it's just such a wonderful thing that you guys are doing so i mean the next sort of question that i have for you is is there a particular project that you've worked on that comes to mind that sort of inspired you the most or an example you can give us of i mean you don't have to name the brand obviously but just a, a, a project that you've worked on um that you can give an example of you know what you just spoke about which is maybe they didn't meet the standards or you know what process did you take them through like what road map did you walk down that can just so that as a consumer for example we can really understand what depths brands go to to be doing the right things in sustainability and, and ethics as well yeah that is such a great question and i've got so many different examples that i don't want to give you a complete dating is um we did a really big project around um managing your um managing and auditing your supply chain because this is so important um and obviously this, this speaks particularly to product-based brands rather than service-based brands um, 
but this is so important because let's say let's take soul cups for, for an example you know and i'm not going to speak to your business processes but just you know to, i actually have one just here and i was going to fill it up before <laughs> go for it but i didn't get time so here's my soul cup you are all about i don't know like one percent for the planet um you want to make sure that your marketing is super inclusive and ethical and you're speaking to as many people as you possibly can um you want to make sure that your glass is recycled you want to make sure that the lid is you know from recycled plastic it's i don't know compostable whatever it might be so you have all of these grand dreams in place it's then exactly to the point it's really hard to go to suppliers to say okay this is my dream i now need to turn it into reality and i think a lot of people sort of setting up businesses now they don't really understand what it means to sort of take into account the entire supply chain. That's because, great. You know, if you're going to set yourself up as a genuinely ethical business that really stands for X, Y, Z, whatever it is, um, you know, the kind of the hard reality is you cannot just say hands on heart, we're a really good business, we're a great employer, we're really nice to everyone, um, and we have a lovely shiny Instagram account. What <laughs> is the process that goes into bringing your product to market? what what materials are actually being used who's actually making that product how are you shipping it um right. i mean important? talk about it from a practical sense of you know there are these businesses that purchase goods from alibaba for example right they've connected to a factory they've found a product from alibaba they've connected to that producer and said okay well i want this what people don't consider is it's not that simple it doesn't come from thin air you have to purchase materials. So that factory needs to go source those materials so they can physically take that stuff and then make what you need. And let's also talk about the difference between what does ethical mean and what does sustainable mean because they're two very different definitions and people like to use them for fun without actually understanding the definition. So, I mean, I, I know you know about that kind of stuff and this is why it's so important. So, but keep going like i mean it just it just you know gets me very excited <laughs> yeah. so i'm such a nerd i love um like really <laughs> nerds to the full um i love really clear um distinctions around sort of vocabulary and um ideas mm -hmm. because i think it's really important if you say oh we're an ethical business to me that means um we try our best to make the right decisions we are good to our people, um, we are educated, we're informed, we understand the ramifications of the decisions that we're making, for example. That to me is ethical and it's, you know, it's very much sort of weighing up the pros and cons of things and making the right decision based on the information that you've got. It's kind um, of, sorry. And also in, I was just going to say in certification definitions, like if you're talking about an ethical factory, for example, it means are they being paid appropriately? Is it clean? Is it like a humanitarian environment? Like, exactly you know, this is, this is the stuff. It's very choice-based. It's very sort of information-based. Um, and it's very sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's very living beings-based. It's about people and it's about animals, really. Um, so it's kind of, it's very much kind of in your head. Sustainable, um, has a much more sort of physical implication to it because it's much more about um, 
what materials are we using? Are they sustainably sourced? I.e., are they coming from, I don't know, let's say, let's say balsa wood, for example. Are they coming from a specifically planted forest in a location where every tree that's cut down is then replaced or, you know, replaced twofold over? Sustainability has very physical ramifications to it because it has to be regenerative. It has to be well, literally sustainable. If you if you take one thing, you have to replace it with basically the same thing again. So they are two very, very different things. They're both just as important. I would say that it's tricky to say you're an ethical business if you're not sustainable. And it's you can't really say that you're a sustainable business if you don't kind of take business ethics into account. But they are different. Um, and I do think people use them interchangeably without really considering what it means to sort of put these labels on their products on their services or whatever it might be i mean it makes sense to me i think if, if anyone obviously has any questions who's viewing please please ask us but i mean from a more practical sense then in terms of let's talk about sustainability let's talk about plastic free july and and what it means to use this space as a platform for education. So, I mean, even on a personal level for you, like working for a company like ESG Marks, like talk us through a, your personal story. Like what's your journey been like and what have you learned? And what, what's like the one big lesson after everything you've been through working with, with this team that you sort of changed in your life or maybe that's impacted you in, in your personal life? Oh, Ooh, gosh, that's quite a big question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't on the list. <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay, we're all good. Um, so, and then I, I would actually like to sort of answer kind of what, uh, what um, Plastic Free July kind of means to us at ESG Mark, but I'll start yeah. with my personal journey, which is a very, very potted history. Um, and if anybody on the chat gets bored, just tell me to shut up because it's quite long. <laughs> um, so I worked in the art world for years and years and years. Um, which I absolutely loved. I worked for um, quite a big name auctioneer, um, selling like fine art, sculpture, these amazing like historical pieces, etc., etc. And I absolutely loved it. Um, but then I think as with so many people, kind of the further up the ladder you get, accidentally, the sort of less you enjoy it, the less you, you become removed from the thing that you loved in the first place. Um, and sort of the, the line in the sand for me was I was doing quite a high powered job in New York. Um, and like on paper, it looked fabulous. And when mm. I got to that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna like Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. Not so, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, and basically, it ended up being so stressful that one day I was mm. chewing books, um, which is a horrible habit in itself, but I chipped a tooth chewing my own nail because oh I was out. At which point, I was like, I should probably go home. <laughs> um, but at the same yeah. time, Concurrent to my job, I had been for about sort of three years at that point doing remote mentoring for micro entrepreneurs in Uganda um, around wow. energy, around sort of bringing micro level sustainability to these really remote communities. And I was just the more engaged I got with that, the less engaged I got with my corporate job. That's amazing. It was. It's fabulous. And I learned. I'm so glad I asked this question. <laughs> well, actually, so this brings me on to my biggest learning, which was. And I still feel slightly ashamed, actually, when I think about this example, because I was working with one particular 
entrepreneur. And I loved what they were doing. Again, it was all about like off-grid sustainability, bringing micro-level grids to a community literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I was spending a lot of time kind of working on what their educational outreach might look like, um, if they'd done market research to sort of make mm. sure that very, very um, isolated agrarian communities understood what it meant to swap out burning firewood for solar panels, for example. Right. Um, and I was like really diving with it. I loved it. But I was getting frustrated because I would write these really long emails with loads of what I thought was very helpful suggestions. And I just wasn't getting any feedback. Or it would take like two weeks or something to get feedback. And I could not understand why these people from my very long way away perspective weren't more engaged with what we were trying to do. So shameful. It turned out that every time they wanted to go and check their email, they had to get on their scooter and they had to drive to the next village, which cost them money in terms of petrol. They had to go to the dial-up internet cafe, which cost them money to use the really jiffy, jiffy infrastructure, which didn't work, in order to access the emails. And that was such a sobering moment for me because I sort of, I thought, I'm helping, like I'm saving the world here and they're just, they're not bothered, but I'm like, why am I bothered, more bothered about their project than they are? Realizing that, it kind of, it really strips you back to the bare bones. You're like, yeah, these people really want to make a difference, but if they don't even have access to it, like a dial-up internet cafe in their own village, wow. you know, it, that's a really profound problem. So that was a huge, huge moment for me. And it just kind of taught me that you can never take anything for granted. Um, we are so lucky here that you can have the best intentions in the world, but if you don't physically have the capabilities to make these things happen, um, then that is a far bigger problem than being like, you guys should just use solar panels. Um, so that, that was a really sobering moment for me. Anyway, fast forward, I came back to the UK. Incredible. Um, I, because of the mentoring, I, a bit like you actually, I decided to do a coaching qualification, which I think coaching is really transformative actually, but mm. working specifically with founders, entrepreneurs in sort of the positive impact, sustainability, business ethics space met Justin and Portia and everything that we were trying to do and that we're trying to achieve in our sort of business practice just like dovetailed so beautifully um found myself kind of working with them and it's it's been so wonderful because I now spend my days talking to really genuinely interesting people about the really cool projects that they've got sort of what they're trying to achieve why they're passionate about it and then very much helping them to reach a broader audience so I don't work on the um, certification process. I'm kind of much more back end. It's like, once you're in the fold, how can we help you? How can we mm. promote what you're doing? How can we put really interesting content out there that's useful for you guys? But also sort of trying to grow the community. Because as I said earlier, we want this to be like a really merry band of brothers with as many people as possible. Because I think learning from each other in terms of best practice, in terms of what's going well, what's difficult for you guys, that's mm. It's not just me as the sort of communications manager holding forth on my opinion. It's creating connections. It's creating this real sense of, oh, that's super cool. Like, Soul Cups are doing this. Brilliant. Well, now, you know, that's something to think about on my point of view. And that's what I really love, actually, about this. It's creating those little links and interlinks between people. That's kind of, that's where the magic lies. I mean, that's so inspiring. Like, such a beautiful, well-rounded journey to get where you are and that. I just adore that so much. And I think that really defines nicely, obviously, why you're so passionate about it. And I think 
sort of the next question that kind of comes to mind is for any business owners out there from a practical perspective, um, from all the learnings that you've gone through and all the coaching that you've experienced, um, what are the sort of first one, two, three tips you can give or directions you can point people in to do the right things? Like just before they're even at the stage of product development, before they can even work with you, um, where should their mindsets be and how should they be thinking? Um, I think coming back to our nerdy point earlier, education really is power. Um, mm. If you aren't even halfway interested in whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, start reading, start listening to webinars. There's like a bajillion resources on YouTube, on the internet. I mean, it's not funny enough, Instagram is amazing too because there's so many great brands out there putting up content that's genuinely interesting. Just start learning and absorbing some of this stuff because you can't really make educated, genuinely impactful decisions if you don't really know what you're talking about and you don't know what you're doing. So absorb everything that you possibly can. I think that's absolutely critical. And then the other thing I would say, which this is not rocket science, sorry, everyone, just try. Because, yeah. you know, so many people are kind of paralyzed by, again, the plethora of information out there. They're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to do nothing. Well, that's not going to change the world, is it? You know, just start making those small baby steps towards whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's, you know, a genuinely sustainable business, whether you're interested in circular economics, whether you're interested in, you know, a sort of really ethical services-based, whatever it is, just mm. start trying. Because if you don't try, nothing's going to happen. And I think that's that's kind of our key thing at ESG Mark. You have to start somewhere. It's a process. It's a journey. It's not that you are immediately perfect and like, yeah, I think particularly sort of in the areas that we work in, I'm sure it's the same for you in terms of product development, materials change, resources change, consumer demand changes. There's always something to learn about and something that you can kind of be applying a bit better or sort of tweaking your business process. There's three main points. I think I want to add on to everything you just said. One off the bat is, that materials aspect or your consumer aspect of product development like as a business who's producing goods your entire thought process should be how can i always be better how can i always do better how can i constantly improve and make better choices so like we might start with one option and then when we can afford it as a business we'll go to this option which is even better and even more sustainable and you know, and so on and so forth. So you continuously grow. Um, the other one is based on exactly what you said, which is learn like crazy. It's try and learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> That's the <laughs> advice I always give, which is learn like crazy, educate yourself wholeheartedly and look at what everyone else is doing and what mistakes or problems have they created. And then can you solve them and can you learn from their mistakes quicker rather than making your own <laughs> that's sort of the, the smarter way to work if i could just really quickly interrupt the other thing don't be proud everybody's got something yes. to learn everybody's got something interesting to say and everybody's got something where they can develop it's like just embrace that fact um and yeah just kind of go to people with questions be curious about everything and i think that really makes a difference actually it's like a genuine curiosity as to how we how, how can we improve how can we develop Oh, wholeheartedly, like took the words out of my mouth. It's curiosity and it is the key to all progress, right? 
And then the other thing I was going to add on was that distinct mentality that you had of just start. It's the same advice I give when it comes to plastic-free July, when it comes to being waste-free or plastic-free or going into that direction is no one's perfect. We live in a world highly controlled by huge organizations that produce a large amount of plastic. So all you can do is start small and just start and pick one thing and make the change. And it's the same mentality with businesses operating in product-based business is just start with one thing that you want to do better and improve and fix it and make it sustainable, make it ethical, and then move on to the next one you can. Um, and, and it's the same thing with going plastic free. Just, you know, start with a water bottle, start with a reusable cup and then make that perfect. <laughs> do it well. <laughs> Don't ever. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, the no, no cup, no coffee rule. Um, you know, if you don't have a reasonable cup, you can't get a coffee. Start there. And if you yeah. change your mindset with that, then you can change your mindset with anything else. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I so agree. And what I would say is I think that Plastic Free July, really, it should be kind of an entry point for people thinking more broadly about yes. everything that they use. It's not designed to be like, oh, you've never, ever used plastic bags ever again. And then you're perfect. It's very much like, okay, great. So you've thought a little bit more sort of critically about your plastic consumption what else is there it should be kind of, yeah, like it's a starting point it's not the end um and the other thing i have to say is i think plastic free July is marvelous i think it's like it's a really strong message but let's be realistic um and you know we've been posting a bit about this on esg mark and discussing it plastic isn't just going to vanish because actually it has some amazing benefits you look at the healthcare system you know i hate to say the entire healthcare system is based on plastic um because it's the right material for i know like syringes for example it's the right material right. for some of the sort of the, the gowns that people wear plastic has its uses and it's really critical but it's this like throwaway culture of exactly to your point oh you know, i don't have my my reusable cup i will just use one from starbucks like that's the thing it's it's our kind of like abusive relationship to single-use plastics rather than anything else. Okay. I think that's like, that's really really fundamental. Heads around. Um, Do you know you you've touched on something again that I keep mentioning, which is creating this space as a platform for education to support the concept of more conscious consumers. Like that is my mission. This is why we do this. This is why I started this business is to be a platform for education to create awareness to create love and support and to create more conscious consumerism by being as authentic and transparent as we can. Like that's the goal here. And that's what I think ESG Marks do so well because you support that whole process. You, you literally built a program around authenticity and transparency and then support like to broaden people's awareness and to guide them through that journey. So. I just think it's remarkable. I think everyone should know about you guys. And yeah, there's just so much more. That, like we could talk for hours about it, you know. Oh, we could be here all day or all night in your case, but I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I I just think it's such a wonderful conversation. It, it's a, just a teaser to basically what you guys do. I, I Tell us a little bit, where can we find you? Where's the website? What's the Instagram? How can we get access to the community, the blogs? 
give us the sort of lowdown and I'll make sure that I include all of that information in the comments as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so we on Instagram, we're at ESGmark under dash official, and that's literally E-F-G-M-A-R-K under dash official. Our website is um, www.esgmark.co.uk. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn, but I would say sort of our main platforms at the moment are Instagram um, and our website. All the blogs are on the website. We've got articles up there. We've kind of got self-help guides. We've got policy guides. Um, and, you know, we love to hear from anybody and everybody. We want to be, like, the go-to place for people who are interested in this. And even if it's just to start up a conversation, like, mm -hmm. get in touch. We would absolutely love that. So, yeah, please hop on the website, send us an email, ping us something on Instagram, and we can, you know, keep the conversation going, really. No, it's incredible. I highly recommend it. I could not recommend it more if you're a business owner, if you're a product-based business, if, even if you're a service-based business. You know what? Mm -hmm. Go be part of the ESG community. Learn like crazy. You know, upskill yourself, educate yourself, and share the love. <laughs> Go follow them. Julia, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Such a pleasure. I'm so glad we got to do this. And like keeps keep sharing the content we want to we want to tell everybody how amazing you guys are thank you likewise um and yeah this has been such a pleasure thank you you really made my day i'll talk Yay. to you soon. happy friday <laughs> take care Peace. Bye. bye